Hi again, everybody. John Porteous of the Lovells Township Historical Society, and you're listening to the Backcast Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Um, good fun this week. We've got uh, an episode that we taped a little earlier. Um, Richard and I sat down with Dave McCool and John Nangle of the uh, North Branch Outing Club. Um, the North Branch Outing Club is housed in what is known as the Douglas House, which is an old and historic hotel uh, that's graced the North Branch uh, for way over 100 years and uh, has recently come under new management. Dave and John are part of that uh, team. And so we're going to hear a little bit about what's in store for this really super uh, historical property and uh, have at it from there. So welcome aboard. Uh, With that, we'll uh, get into the formal introductions with Richard. Okay, we got Dave McCool and John Nagel, North Branch Outing Club. That's us. They're going to talk about uh, what's new and coming up at the North Branch and tell us about themselves and what uh, new directions we may see out of the launch. Sure, sure. Very excited to be here. Thanks for th- for having us this morning. Yeah, um, very exciting project for us. Um, my background, I've been guiding out of the lodge for on and off for about 22 years and very familiar with it and uh, fallen in love with it over the years. It's been like this this passion. And um, yeah, I have had met amazing people, amazing clients, and very excited about the opportunity to uh, to move the lodge forward. We're going to be the caretakers for the next you know, however, 20 years or whatever it's going to be. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we continue to, to, to speak to the history and to the people and to our clients and make some necessary upgrades that need to happen inside the lodge. Um, but it's going to be essentially uh, business as usual, but with some exciting things coming up. Uh, some modifications we're going to do uh, probably in the next uh, year or two, um, new bathrooms, upgrades for that kind of stuff, things that need oh, to be exciting. replaced. Yeah. Okay. So just that general stuff. And then just, we're going to bring some new life into it with, like I said, events. And we've got a great team that we put together. Um, John, who's here with me today is, is pretty much our head guide. He's handling, um, all of our reservations for trips and delegating those trips out to, to different guides. So we've got a, we've been putting infrastructure and systems in place to, to make it run very smoothly. And we're, we're really excited about it. Well, selfishly, I'm super excited, too, because I've got a couple of troops books. So. There we go. <laughs> there we go. John, <laughs> go out and plant all those buglies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What, um, will, will it, folks pull it in the parking lot on Oak? Or... So, because it's, because this is a new endeavor for, mm-hmm. for us, for our team, um, we normally, in the past, we've done some kind of an opening day celebration. I think we did kind of a soft opener last year. I wanted to do a soft opener this year because we have new people that are coming in that don't understand the processes and all of it. So we're going to do a, a, a soft opener. Um, we've got guests in the lodge, and it's certainly not a full house, and they're, they're people that know us and have been with okay. us for a long time. So they'll get to meet, and I, I really would like the community to stop by during the opener. Um and, and introduce themselves, people I don't know, and people maybe that John doesn't know, come in and see the lodge and talk and share your stories, all that stuff. I really, I really interested in doing a lot of public outreach. It is such a cool historic building. I mean, the the vibe of that building when you when you walk up on the porch to go to the <clears throat> fly shop, it's just incredible. Oh, the history is just amazing yeah. there. It's so rich and. Um, it's got such a good story, and and like I said before, it's our responsibility to carry that forward. Neat, neat. And Neat. also, I would say that 
Uh, we're planning May 21st, we're planning a, a kind of a, just a little get together for the community and people interested in the lodge and so on. And I'm actually in the process of having a, uh, I'm commissioning a chainsaw artist to do a full-size bust of Rube Babbitt, oh, there you go. the state's first conservation officer and his, his history there. And so that'll be kind of fun to see and we can talk about the history of that and just uh, enjoy the our new friends and, and company in the in the in the area that's terrific yeah well and conversely you know feel free to point people towards the museum campus mm. we'll be doing the you know <clears throat> deep very in the important. middle of the <clears throat> leaky waiter 1k <laughs> absolutely very important the museum is just huge it is it's very important well, to the lodge. It, it's neat because it, it's there's a lot of uh shared touch points between those two facilities oh absolutely uh, and you know having you know something you know that on the national historic registry that's you know just down the street's pretty cool yeah pretty very cool so it's neat that we have some good stewards in place um richard maybe you're you're intimate with the the property maybe a couple of touch points just for the listeners to get get them an idea of what kind of property this is and in terms of history? Well, you're looking at a hundred, there's nothing up there in the buildings that isn't at least a hundred years old. <laughs> it's got, uh, you know, enormous amount of history in there. I, I've worked there since, I've been visiting since 2004 and I've worked there off and on since 2010. Uh, and during that time, you know, I've done a lot of painting and fixing and things, so I kind of, you know, had my elbows into the guts of the place and it's really an interesting place. I mean, I really love working there. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be there. But <laughs> that's true. Because at this point, if I don't do things, I don't like to do anymore. Well, that's the beauty of being but, retired is we get to call yeah, our own shots a but little. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a great place. I mean, it's got an ambience that uh, just kind of draws you to it. Well, Dave or John, I mean, I seem to recall, and I, it, one of our neighbors, Pete Motch, who's you know, friend of the museum, uh, is in the the process of putting together a little book on some property that uh, was in their family up at the the Vanderbilt Club, up on the Pigeon, and um, he he was talking about uh, the the Douglas House and that um, his grandfather's on the registry. Um, Isn't that cool? Yeah, right yeah. next to, um, and I hope I don't get this wrong, Pete, but I want to say Henry Ford. Um, it's there's a veritable who's who. Of it's amazing. Rockefeller, sure. Henry Ford, Dodge, Nash, Edison, Durant. I mean, all of them were there. Well, um, not just the famous people. I mean, I've been sitting in there, you know, in the fly shop, and Wes Cooper come in one day. Oh wow! And yeah. Wes is, you know, as you know, is a you know pretty good broad maker from down around Fremont. But him and his wife come in, and he said, you know, I I can remember staying here when I was like ten years old, and <laughs> you, know, you see that. But frequently, people come in and say, you know, I've been here before, but in the old days. Yeah. Yeah, a few years ago, I was in the shop, and Rube Babbitt's grandson came in. Yeah. And, uh, Excellent. That was really neat, <laughs> yeah. you have a couple of stories? Uh, he mostly just had memories of being there. on the water yeah. with, his, with his grandfather. But it was uh, a neat, neat thing. So where are we going with the which is fly shop? Is we're going to... Continue to run the fly shop. And yeah, well, uh, you're you're essentially you're the the manager of the shop, Richard, and we are um, expanding the uh, expanding the offerings in the fly shop. I'm hoping to. Um, John's been uh, doing a great job procuring uh, products from Orvis um, okay. for us, so we're working on getting that stuff in and getting the fly shop 
put together uh, and ready to go. But we also want to I think we want to expand our offering to um, a little bit broader audience, meaning as far as like unique northern Michigan products. Um, it's really important to me to get, I'd like to see more more women in this sport because they're so good at it. I mean, women rock fly casting. They're, That's it, period. That, oh, I've been teaching as a certified <laughs> instructor for over 20 years, and, uh, you know, it's really important. And women drive the world, we know that. Oh, and, yeah. and so... <laughs> Um, so we want to we want to have more offerings um, in the shop that women parts. might be curious about and interested in that kind of thing. Sure. And then kind of open our arms to to embrace, embrace that more. I'm hoping to do some more schools, uh, fly casting schools out of the shop as well. So we're 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 working through it. It's one little step at a time. It's a giant elephant, and we're taking one little bite well, at a time. It, 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 there's a lot to consume. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a it, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. But, I gotta tell you. But it's cool when you have that sort of, you know short to midterm vision developing and you're you know working towards that longer vision it's pretty neat mm -hmm. that's exciting yeah you it is good on you guys well yeah. we'll uh we're, we're hoping that it, it it's going to be i know it's going to be a little bumpy to get started but we're gonna we're gonna iron it out it's gonna be fun tell us i guess um and you know we we, we always kind of like to do this uh what's what's a float like uh, coming out out of the North Branch, John. Well, I think one of the coolest things about the place is just that when you walk in the door, you it's like t stepping back in time, and then to actually get on the water in an Osable boat right out the front door of the lodge is what really makes the whole experience that much more authentic. And um, you know, we float the whole system. I'm down below Mayo quite a bit, but I really do love the North Branch. I um, when I first came up here, that was one of the first spots. Dam 4 was actually the first spot that I fished, and it just has, you know, a magical feeling about it. He's got, a, he's got a really... how that works out. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a really interesting background. Why don't you share your background and how you came to be here and how you came to be part of the lodge? Well, I, um, I'm originally from Ohio. I hate to admit that on here, <laughs> but... Uh, I, no um, Buckeye talk. Yeah, okay. I grew up going to a fly shop that uh, was in... Uh, Ravenna, Ohio called TMF Sports Shop that a dear friend of mine owned and um, he kind of took me on as a young kid to teach me fly fishing and bird hunting and um, we hunted and fished together a lot and I met a lot of really interesting people um, including a few guys that are really serious night fishermen up here and um, <laughs> that whole game was just really fun for me to learn that's really what drew me to the area was originally the night fishing targeting large rounds and then as I got more and more into it I started focusing you know now I would say probably my favorite thing is Hendrickson fishing just getting those bigger fish in the in the daylight it's really challenging but it's that much more special to hold that fish you know and, and admire it in, it's in broad daylight. It's such a great hatch, man. It's yeah. just... The gentleman's hatch, they call it. it, yeah. it you know, it really is. Civil, civil hatch hours. Yeah, you beautiful know. part of the day. Get yourself a decent lunch. Go out, you know. I like to I like to have breakfast, take a nap, and then go out. See, there you go. <laughs> so, a float, typically, you know, we... It, it just depends what's going on. I always have people ask me, you know, when they're making the reservation, say even in the winter in the past few months, you know, what time are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And mm -hmm. it's much more for me, you know, I'm on the water every bit that I can be. So I kind of take that information day to day and decide where the best place to go will sure. be and what time. And 
things like that. But typically we do a meal on the water for full days and that can range anywhere from brats to charcuterie or um, you know something more fancy just depending on go. you know what well the, the theater's kind of fun you know yeah the, there's a little ceremony and a little there's there's something to be said for that yeah you know well and you know the experience of of floating the river in an ensemble longboat which you know obviously was designed the design goes what richard back well well over 120 years back to the day forestry. I mean, that's what they brought. It was a little different configuration, but that's what they brought materials up and down the river. They supplied the, the lumbering exactly. camps and all that stuff. So it turns out, obviously, it makes an amazing fly fishing craft, and it's just a very unique, quiet uh, experience. You're sitting up high in the boat. You're not standing. Um, it's just it's just really special. It really is. It's really neat. For people that haven't been in one, it, it, it draws remarkably little amount of water it's oh drafts nothing just yeah. you know floats like a cork the it's it's such an incredible it's like you look at it and you go eh, kind of like a bumblebee that probably shouldn't be possible but it's the it's the ultimate fishing craft yes it's, it really is it's and amazing it's a good setting down casting platform too i mean that's right you can that you know uh, your position that you can get a good cast on. You, you're set up for success. And Absolutely. Every step of the way the boat's engineered, the way the anglers are positioned, everything is just set up for success. And you, yeah, and you can position the anglers in that perfect spot with the, with those mm -hmm. boats. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was kind of fun when I first started over 20 years ago floating the the river here. My first couple of trips in a longboat, <laughs> trying to trying to figure that out. You don't want to chew gum while you're doing that when you first yeah. start, but. Um, once, once you uh, you get you get a few floats passed and you understand how to move the boat and how different weights in the boat, people of different weights and gear, and how you maneuver around curves and you know how you pu push the back end over to go the opposite way, all that stuff. It's uh, you're steering from the back, yeah, not from the front. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a, a pole. People are like, "Don't you have a paddle?" I'm like, "No, we use a pole. We yeah. can't. It's too long to paddle." Yeah. John probably got some. He's got some experience, quite a bit of experience in the longboat. How was your when you first first started? How was it? It was a little bit sketchy. It took <laughs> you know it took some time, but it's it's something that now I really have a passion for. I mean, I just love the the authenticity of it and the local kind of legend of the longboat. It's it's really a neat experience. It's and that it's local skill that's just that carries such a huge intangible with it. It's just like street cred. Yeah. Yeah. River there's cred. Yeah, yeah. There's something funny about it, you know, to have a have a boat that that's built here and that is used on these waters and pretty much nowhere else. Indigenous I mean, to the area. Every yeah. once in a while I hear about, you know, someone somewhere out of state has a, a river boat they're using and that's interesting, but it's just kinda neat. I don't know that there's really any other areas that have such a specific craft. Uh, Brian like, had one down in uh, out of Columbus. And he had River. one he floated on the Mad, yeah, yeah. and it, it used to get a lot of funny looks. <laughs> I've had I've had mine over. Actually, I've got a little six horse power outboard for mine. Oh wow! And I've okay. had it over on the west side of the state, over off the Platte River, and I take the 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 family down the river with the dogs in it just for fun you know on a weekend and the looks i get are just amazing and then we get down to where the Platte empties out into lake michigan fire up the motor and we cruise the shoreline that's that's a that's a fun piece of river oh it's beautiful yep it's beautiful and just but the looks you get they're like what is that thing so it's fun well, i don't drive a long boat 
or helmet or whatever the hell you do to it. I usually sit on it. Yeah. But every time we go down and make that last turn, damn four, I come out of there and I think, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. That is the truth. Yeah, we've we've had some interesting experiences down there. Lear, learning learning experiences. Well, yeah, that's and that's that's something you know for the listeners that haven't experienced it. You just you're gonna have to take the ride. Buy the ticket, take the ride. It's the last turn's the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. The uh, the other really great thing about the boats is for people that are just learning the the actual speed of the craft really is beneficial for just having your line in the water and a fish just grabbing it because it's it's um you're moving you're basically getting perfect drifts. Well, exactly. If, if Again, set up for success because right. your drift now is. You're matching the boat, yeah. and it's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you got any, if we got, you got, we got, if you got any event-related stuff through the year, if it's, uh, through the year, is it going to be? Uh, you got the chainsaw thing, you got streamer Parker. fishing, you got Parker. Yep. Um, the other thing too is, <clears throat> I'd like to host a, a free casting clinic day. Um, you know, go ahead. I, we probably should have talked about this beforehand, but I was thinking about maybe the Parker thing this year trying to make it more inclusive and have it be like a double gun night where people I think it's a great play. idea yeah because it seems like a lot of I've noticed comments last year of people being like well what if you don't have a partner <laughs> you know what if you shoot something else it'd just be I don't <clears throat> know, I, you know did you see that pair of guns that a guy came and picked up three hundred thousand dollars where huh? Yeah, three. Let's talk about that well <clears throat> I don't even like there's from some bo boutique in Italy <laughs> Huh. And Dell had worked on him. Oh wow! Yeah, we can talk about Dell too. He's he's a he's part of our crew too. He's a, yeah. Well, I mean, go. We're we're well, live. Go. Finish, wrap up the fishing and then move into fall. Okay. Yeah, and talk about yeah. You've talked about hatches. Talk about streamer and then talk about what you see in the fall. What you like to do in the fall fishing. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you've got it. Opener's just the very tip of the iceberg we've yeah. got a whole season to, yeah, absolutely. to choose, so go for yeah. it john uh, well you know the streamer fishing that we do out. in the in the early spring is is really a it's a fun fun way to fish it's you know you're targeting bigger fish on bigger flies and it's just a good way to get started um you know everybody's always anxious for the hatches to start it's kind of fun to get out there before everybody else and and um target those bigger fish and see what's what's going on what happened through the winter so um, I've been out several times the past few weeks and done fairly well um, haven't run into any major river obstructions or anything so that's good but typically we do streamer events in the spring and then again in the fall where we have a weekend where um, it's kind of a package deal that if you bring two people you get lodging and your meals included for two days of, oh, of fishing so um, that's definitely something we'll be offering going forward well so you know this fall streamer offering is that are you hooking that is that kind of a cast and blast opportunity or um i mean we can you know do all of these things kind of a la carte to okay. some degree but typically i'm i'm starting to streamer fish more you know, in, in early October, I'm really a diehard bird hunter, so it's kind of hard for me to pull myself out of the woods and get on the water during that <laughs> time. But, you know, for the guys that really enjoy streamer fishing, I'm more than happy to take somebody out. 
That, that's right. You can't fly fish all the time. You got to take off some time to bird hunt. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, it is, you know, we, we we've alluded to it on this podcast before, but I think you guys can, you know, <laughs> for our listening audience, we've got three amazing uh, wing shooters here. So I, I think you guys could talk about some of the virtues of the area, if you will, and some of the opportunities for sportsmen that are available. Well, I think right off the top of it, everybody should understand that the bird hunting around here is no good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to have birds here, right? There were like three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, was, there was some, and then some guy wrote about it, and two of them walked off. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity up here. And certainly, uh, the North Branch is an ideally place to branch out from and hunt into uh, Hunt into some really good areas. Yeah, yeah, not to mention the thousands and thousands of acres we have up here of, of publicly accessible land. Um, and the state has done a great job of managing the habitat in the area. So our bird populations here, you know, depending on predation, are, are usually very, very stable, very good. And then kind of we're right in the woodcock flyaway coming down through here. So we get great woodcock shooting, not only the locals, but later in the season when we get the flights that mm -hmm. come through. Um, but it's it's a great base camp for that kind of stuff. Absolutely, you, there's yeah. no nothing that can really compare. I don't think that there's anywhere else publicly open for uh, people to stay that really compares to hunting or fishing out of the North Branch. It's just mm -hmm. really a step back in time, and something about the camaraderie when you come back from a hunt or get off the water, and you know the common areas of that lodge, sharing stories and. Yeah, kind of shooting the breeze. It's it's uh, really a great experience. And, and if if your bird dogs well behave, which most of them are, they're welcome in the lodge. So to be able to sit down uh, around the fire in the in the in the living room area and talk about your day and have your dog at your side laying yep. down, which is at the dog's beat, by the way, yeah, um, is just something really special. We've made a lot of great connections and relationships over the years. Um, one thing we are going to do uh, again this fall is we're going to do. Uh, we did a thing called the Parker Bash, which is a they're really high-end, cl very collectible, uh, older um, um, shotguns, side-by-sides. And we had uh, Del Smith, our uh, gunsmith, who's come on board. Del was probably one of the country's premier double-gun experts, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, and so he does a lot of work in, on those things, and he can do fittings. He, he did some fittings, gun fittings for people that came to the bash. Nice. Uh, but I think we want to open it up not just to Parker, but I think we want to open it up to... Side-by-sides um, um, in general. I think this year we'll probably just call it double night. So, you know, maybe not even specifically side-by-sides. If you want to bring your over and under, we'll... <laughs> we'll, we'll tolerate it. We'll tolerate it. We'll look the yeah. other we'll, way. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll the, the guy that got me into fishing, or, you know, that I was talking about earlier, hunting and fishing, he was a side-by-side -side nut, and he had always told me, my first double gun was an over and under and he said you know if you uh were supposed to shoot an over and under god would have put your eyes that way <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i like that, I like that. that is fantastic so, i've never heard awesome. that before so, so you're gonna, we're gonna open it up so four <laughs> bastards like me with lc smiths and lefevers can join too yeah well yeah the less fortunate i'm i'm in the same boat i'm in the same boat but fall brings a lot of really unique opportunities uh, to the area, uh, to, to the uh, to the lodge with for people that come in. People, we get a lot of people that come that just want to float and take a look at the color change on the river and look at the tamaracks and do all that stuff. We get a, a lot of people that just come through and want to experience the lodge. 
Um, and I, th I think we're going to really promote that more than we have in the past. We're going to promote just the experience and the history. you, you got people that are professional B&B goers, the bed and breakfast people. There you go. That travel around the country just to go to these different places and write about them and make it part of their story, you know? Awesome. Well, worthy of inclusion for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things I like about bird hunting season especially is, you know, just in the parking lot you got dogs running around and a bunch of guys in orange hats and guns and stuff. It's just a, you know... You know, it looks like it's a good place. Well, and yeah. it, I mean, call it for what it's sensory on a number of levels too, because that time of year you've got kind of the autumn scent going. Oh, it's awesome! And, yeah, know, it's stuff starting fantastic. to decay a little Nostalgia's bit. Nostalgia's through the, you just, the roof. <laughs> yeah, you maybe you get that early frost morning or something, and yeah, good stuff. It's it's great stuff. Good stuff. A lot of a lot of emotions uh, and good metal pictures that way. I'll tell you what, it's just uh, be, being able to guide for grouse. I, I started to, um, actually behind my my father when I was eight years old, I think, or, and he gave me a stick and I pretended like it was a shotgun. Oh, there you go. And so we worked up <clears throat> through, and, and Dad was we was able to hunt with um, some really unique folks, uh, the Wixel family from Traverse City, very famous um, family in the grouse world. Um, very uh, much leaders in conservation years ago, Bill and Jack Wixell, and I had an opportunity to hunt behind their dogs, and their dogs were very famous. They were they were sought after by people all over the world, and um, I think I can't remember the, the exact name. I think his name was Zeke, but once I saw that setter lock up the first couple of times, I'm like, this has got to be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. So that drove the passion, and then when I was able to start guiding for it, I le I've learned so much over the years. I'm not a very good shot. Um, and, but it, but it is, you learn a lot about shooting when you're following people Having in the woods. In the field, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool too, from a guiding perspective, because you get to watch the dog, which, cause you're completely keyed on your dog or their dogs and you get to manage the two hunters. So there's a lot going on and it's very, it's, it's, it's an exciting time in the woods. It really is. A little bit is. different than managing a boat, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit different. There's a lot more, more moving parts. Yeah. I would think, I would think so. The, um. When it comes to, uh, see, I do have do have one question uh, before it slips too far down, uh, down the stream. There, your gunsmith, will he uh, help folks that are like myself, just that are not seasoned? Oh, shotgun professionals. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. He's just got getting started, and you know, maybe yeah. making a few tweaks. Yeah, and that's one of the things he'll make some appearances. We've got it. Like I said, we're just coming out of the gate now, but we're going to have some events where Parker Parker One being or whatever we're going to call it, um, being one of them, where he will be attending, and he can help you. And he's got he brings all of his tools and all of his equipment, and he measures you and gets your length of pull and all this amazing stuff. So I I had him fit me a while back, and it really. Did Make a difference. Shooting, yeah, it was, that's exciting. It was neat. Um, yeah, we we've got we've got we've got some amazing guides. One 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 gentleman's name is Dale Gray, and he's a phenomenal bird hunter. He's been hunting. Oh, he's been hunting a long, long time, and he's got great dogs. He's great with his people. Um, we had a podcast uh, that they did. It was a show that they did called The Flush. Um, oh, yeah. And that that's that was kind of a big deal, and Dale was on it. And I think. I think that day they they must have hit the flight co woodcock just right. Cause they had like 48, 48 points on woodcock, and I don't know how many on grouse. But Dale is phenomenal. He knows where the birds are. He knows how to find them, and his dogs are are second to none. Well, he's, he's not just good because he's born that way. He works at it. I mean, he's, 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 he's a up hardcore. there scouting during the year. So when the time comes to hunt, he knows where he's going and what to do. Yep. Yeah. He knows where the birds are. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not a just wiggle your nose and show up, and it's 
birds falling out of trees. It's yeah, you're, a little there's a bit of work. work. There's some hard work that went into the success of his hunts. It's it's and the, it's the passion. Very successful. That's cool. And he's great with his people too. He's got a great sense of humor. Well, and <clears> you know, you, you were talking about dogs laying about on the uh, common area floor and from yeah. the fire and such. And there's a big component. Um, the dogs huge component and I, I think a lot of people may not that, do, that aren't hunters may not fully grasp just how significant and what a big part I mean Richard you're just right at the doorstep of bringing a new yeah, a new partner our, into uh, your home we lost our short hair a couple uh, months ago or so and we got another one on schedule coming from Minnesota as soon as things calm down, but I expect, uh, judging from the reports we're getting out of the kennel, it's going to be a good dog. Excellent. That's great. It's, it's just, it's incredible, the the relationships to, to see, you know, between you and Doodle, and Doodle is around, yeah. and, you know, Glenn. Yeah, and, and to be able to see the relationship see between yeah. the hunters and their dogs. Exactly. And be able to see, there's a, like a common bond there. It's just. And the dogs know it, too. Yeah, that unspoken. Yep. Yeah, and it's like this team. When you step in the woods, mm -hmm. you guys are just—it's—it's it's game on. It's a team, mm -hmm. and yeah. but all the different breeds as the well. The gun comes out, and oh yeah, no, the <laughs> smell of old shotgun shells on the ground, all that stuff. It's yeah, just, it's like that little cuckoo. Yeah, yeah it's like okay, we're switching gears now. It's time yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. I walk out of this building with it. We're in my shop here. We're going out of here, and I have a shotgun in my hand, and Doodle was in the yard. Her nose went down, her tail went up, <laughs> and she was hunting. All she had to do was see the damn thing. Isn't that exactly. amazing? Yeah. Well, when we were building the rod, and we did that, we took that little uh, twenty-two out to plank, and she got, she yeah. was, it's not even the right gun. But, and it's, it's also cool to see how the different breeds that come to the to the lodge, the wired hairs, the, yep. the Ryman setters, the Vachtelhuns. Um, it's just interesting to see the different personalities in the dogs and, and how they work with their handlers. It's just really, mm -hmm. really fun to watch mm -hmm. the differences. Um, and, and just see their breeding, what they were bred for, to see it come out in the woods, to see that instinctive, instinctual... Um, Those certain traits yeah, that it's to that just, species? It, yeah, okay. it, yeah. And you, you, yeah, it just takes me back to when you first start working your dog and the first click happens. Yeah. And it's and it's like cement. It's like done. Okay, I get it. I apparently was supposed to be here for this reason. So, nice. good stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. What else, what else do you guys want to hit? We're excited that you're coming to the community. It's you know. Well, thank you. There's a there's. Well, I've been here for a long time, well, but just in, in a little indeed, bit more of official just capacity. Maybe under a, a new banner, as yeah. you were. I just yeah. really want to make sure that people uh, understand. Just please come to lodge. Please come say hi. Um, introduce yourselves. We're we're all a big community here, and the neighbors are very important to me. Yep. Yep. Well, right on, gentlemen. Thanks, you John, bet. Dave, thank you. Richard. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, to the listening audience, we'll be back again uh, sooner than later. In the interim, mind your back cast. As always, we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, as a reminder, the Backcast podcast is a seasonal production of the Lovells Township Historical Society, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to support us, make your way to our website at lthsmuseums.org. Okay, so enough of the shameless plugs. Thanks, everybody, as always, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this and enjoy our others, uh, share it with a friend. 
and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week in a brand new show.